Thank you for joining us today on the possible pitfalls of whisper listings. I'm Laura Prowse with Crest Insurance Services. Today, we welcome Catherine Holbrook from Farmer Case and Fedor. Catherine has been defending real estate professionals in the Nevada state for more than 15 years and is a very active member of the Crest legal panel. Along with Catherine, we have Dave Miller, Regional Vice President of Fidelity National Home Warranty. Dave manages the Crest Advantage Home Warranty Plan, which ties in with Crest's e insurance. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. Well, thanks, Laura, for having us, Catherine. Thank you for all the time that you have given us and all the real estate professionals in Nevada. We've already had two seminars just with some great information, but we have kind of a new topic today, and there's a new term out there uh, called a whisper listing. Uh, could you tell us what exactly a whisper listing is? Yes, a whisper listing is when um, a broker takes a listing from somebody um, with no intention of putting it on the MLS or putting it out to the public. A lot of times, actually, at the time they take the listing, they already have a buyer for the property in mind. Um, and it's something that is just kept, you know, within the office and, um, you know, is handled by that by the broker without going out to the general public at all. Wow. So in this market where people are just dying to buy stuff, that's, uh, that's uh, a, not a benefit to a lot of parties. They're not being uh, shown this property and stuff like that. Yes. Um, you know, and if you're, you know, it, it, it helps the uh, buyer. So like if a buyer is wanting to buy, <laughs> they want to get in with a broker that has a lot of listings and that can maybe give them an advantage if they're working with a broker and say, hey, this is exactly what I'm looking for. If somebody comes to you to sell, please give me the heads up first kind of situation. Right. Now we know a pocket listing. Is a pocket listing similar to this? I guess I thought a pocket listing was I'm going to get it first as the listing agent. It's still going to go on the market, but it sounds like this whisper listing is more like the deal is already going to be done before it even goes to market, or are they not similar? Uh, they are very similar, um, and they can be kind of both that way. Actually, the, the term that the MLS likes to use is office exclusive. Um, and it can go back and forth. Um, now the listing agreement form that they use specifically in Southern Nevada has got the box, is this an office exclusive listing? Um, and that means, no, I'm absolutely not putting it on the MLS. Um, you can take an office exclusive listing, a whisper listing, and then later change your mind and put it on the MLS. It requires a change order to the listing agreement and notification to the MLS. Um, but, you know, if it's a, if it's something that you intend to like, you know, I think I might have somebody in office, let's fill it around and see if not, we'll put it on the MLS. That would maybe be more like your pocket listing where a whisper listing is like, actually at the time they take the listing, they've essentially got it pre-sold um, and have absolutely no intention of ever putting it on the MLS. Okay, so these uh, transactions aren't really uniform with a lot of the other ones. So because they're not, are they legal or are they unethical or just not nice? <laughs> um, they are, they're absolutely legal. They're absolutely ethical. The, uh, the MLS allows for them, provides the forms for them. You can do them. Um, they, they can be problematic and you have to handle them carefully. Um, there are various advantages and disadvantages. Um, the, the problem comes in, um, 
frankly, where a lot of problems come in, if you get greedy brokers and agents and they're taking the pocket listing for their benefit rather than for their client's benefit. Um, if you focus on how does this benefit my client or clients, um, you can usually avoid some of the concerns. If all you're focusing on is uh, a quick commission, <laughs> specifically a quick dual commission, you know, you're gonna get in trouble. Right. So what are some of the best practices that real estate professionals in Nevada should be aware of if they're involved in a pocket or I'm sorry, a whisper listing? Well, um, you know, like I said, the, the good place to start is focus on what, what are the pros and cons here. Um, have the conversation, you know, it really begins with informed consent of the seller. Um, explain to them, you know, if you think, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I want to sell my house, and you're like, oh my gosh, I was just talking to this person, I think that would be the perfect buyer, you can say, hey, we can maybe do a, a whisper listing here. Um, you know, this is the buyer I have in mind. Um, these are the situation some of the some of the benefits to a seller is privacy um, sometimes they don't want um, you know pictures of their home on the MLS which stay forever I mean once those pictures go out they can't they ever they can't be taken back they go to the MLS they go to Zillow they go to a bunch of other sites um, and there's no getting those photos back so sometimes it's a privacy concern for a seller um, it, those transactions can usually go much quicker and usually can be cleaner as far as as the terms so there are definitely some advantages to a seller in doing a whisper listing um, you know they they may or may not get a better offer. Typically, that would be a con. They're, they're likely to get their very best offer with the biggest pool of potential buyers, which is using the MLS and getting it out there to everybody and letting everybody you know, bid on it. Um, and then they can pick between multiple offers and get their best offer. Um, but that's not, you know, that's not necessarily a guarantee. So off topic here for a second, are agents taking a reduced commission on that deal because they're not going through all of the activities that they usually would? Um, yes, they can. They absolutely can. Um, they're not all doing it and they don't have to do it. Right. Um, but that would definitely be one of the advantages to a seller. Um, and definitely agents are using that to to encourage them to do a whisper listing. Exactly. You know, we'll do this at a 5% instead of a 6%. Um, so you save a little bit um, and that, you know, but, you know, that, you know, again, I guess that if that's what the agent's focusing on is their own commission, um, it's not, you know, it's, that's what's going to lead them into trouble. Um, and if it's a great deal for your seller, to do it and a benefit to them, you don't necessarily need to reduce your commission to talk them into doing that because it is already a good deal for them. Right. So, um, you know, I discourage reducing commissions just to get the, 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 the whisper listing, um, right. but you can do it. Are you seeing that some of these transactions are done when a trust owns the home? Maybe somebody's passed away and they don't want to take it to market. So they're doing this more secretly or is it just, just you know what? I don't think it really matters who the seller is unless unless there's a seller, not necessarily whether it's owned by a trust or an LLC or an individual, um, where you're more likely to see the whisper listings is in situations where the seller you know, wants privacy. Um, there's a lot of privacy concerns and they don't want 
people going through their house. They don't want a lockbox on their property. They don't want photos of their property on the internet. Um, and that is, you know, not just the this market kind of thing, but but just in generally, you know, those very high end, you know, celebrity maybe type people or, or would be more inclined that, that they're more concerned about privacy than they are about getting the very top dollar. That makes perfect sense, especially being or coming out of a pandemic where now a lot of people worried about germs and people in their house and and they just don't want it. So it's, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And that is, you know, that is a, a positive, a, a pro that that people are considering and addressing and, and just saying that, you know, I don't want a lot of people going through my home. I prefer to do a whisper listing. And if you've got a buyer in mind, let's just get the deal done. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you made a great uh, reference a minute ago about dual agency. And it seems to me that in these transactions, it would be a pretty, it would be a good increase that the uh, brokerage would be on both sides of that transaction. Can you just talk about the dangers of it uh, being a dual brokerage and certainly the dangers of it being a dual agent on both sides? Yeah, I mean, there's, a, you know, you're, you're probably aware of being um, a national company that, that there are states that absolutely prohibit dual agency. Um, Nevada is not one of them. You can, you can actually be a dual agent. It's a separate consent form that everybody has to sign. Um, and again, it comes down to conformed consent. But if everybody consents, you can legally be a dual agent. Um, I've always found that very troubling and have always said, don't do it because the reality is it's you it's they're two different buyers and sellers have two different interests and it's just impossible to really represent them both you know uh, and and give both of them their best effort if a brokerage is is handling both sides that can be handled by just having two different agents within the brokerage represent the buyer and the seller um, and at least then you've got you know, both of those agents then are talking to the broker, um, but you've at least got it separated at who's talking directly to the buyer and the seller, and they can both communicate um, and handle the transaction better. So if, if the brokerage is handling both sides, I'm okay with that, but I, I strongly recommend that it never be actually the same agent that represents the buyer and the seller. Right. Something about going to trial and trying to convince the, the judge and the, uh, the jurors that you have a fiduciary duty to both parties. They're probably looking at you thinking, how is that possible if you right. truly have a fiduciary duty to both parties? So right. Great right. And that goes back to to, you know, why why were we reducing the, the commission on that? Because, um, you know, the broker can say, you know, I'm not you know, I want to still want 6%. This is a good mm -hmm. deal for you. 6% is fair. I've got two different agents on this, on this transaction. You know, they're each entitled to their 3%. Um, and so, like I said, I, I, I get concerned with them saying, you know, well, I'm doing both sides of this. So I'll give you a reduced commission. You know, my advice is don't do both sides and take right. the full commission. <laughs> right. Let's talk about the MLS for a second. I, I'm hearing that there's a new box that they can check or a, a new box that is available to be checked called coming soon properties. Is that, uh, can you talk to that a little bit? 
Yes, that, that is a, a fairly recent change that has at least happened in, in Nevada. Um, I, I don't know exactly where it started, whose idea it was. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> I think they are still working through it. Um, you know, and but what it is, is instead of an active listing, it's a coming soon listing. Um, I think the intent was and, and what it's being used for a lot is um, they've, they've taken the listing, you know, agreement and they're allowed to list the property, but they haven't had all the photos taken yet. And so they don't want to put it onto an active listing until they have all the photos, the lock boxes installed, the signs in the yard, all of that kind of stuff. So it's, it goes into the MLS is a coming soon, but you have, you know, a lot of the details about the property, including the list price. Um, and so people, because there's such limited inventory in the active, people are, of course, looking at the coming soon. Um, the problem is people are trying to actually make offers on the coming soon. Um, I, that is, is very troubling. Um, and I don't think you should ever like think you're going to do a pocket listing and use that coming soon as a way to generate offers from the general public and go through them without ever actually going active um, and basically turning, you know, what you what you know what you always intended to be a pocket listing or a, a whisper listing um, and just kind of pretending for a short time that you were going to put it on the MLS. Um, that I think is a very bad idea. I don't think you put it on the MLS at all, even as a coming soon listing unless you're going to go live with it, unless you're really intend to put it on the MLS. Um, and I don't recommend accepting any offers while it is in the coming soon category. Um, if you receive an offer, just tell them, please resubmit your offer once it is an active listing. Okay, that was my next question because you've taught us in these webinars before that the listing agent has to go through each offer and do their um, their, their job there to either reject or accept those. So if it's coming soon, do they have to respond to those offers or no? Not well, yes. Active. And technically, I mean, it is still an offer. Technically, they have to respond to it. Um, but like I said, my response is, you know, it isn't actually an active listing yet. Please resubmit your offer once it goes active. Um, but sure. that's got to be a clear, consistent response to everybody. You can't be telling somebody, hey, I love this offer. I'm going to kind of hold it. I'll accept it once it goes active. Do not do that. Um, you know, the offer should actually be resubmitted once it becomes an active listing. Okay. Yeah. And I can imagine with these transactions, you might be just putting it on the MLS for one day, just, you know, as a courtesy to then just close it. Doesn't that skew the numbers on the MLS? Does MLS probably not like this? Yes, MLS wouldn't like that. Now, of course, the, if it's a true whisper listing, or like I said, the official term that MLS likes is office exclusive listing, then that would never be on the MLS. Um, of course, the MLS doesn't love that because then you've got, you know, you, they're losing data. Um, right. And they generate a lot of data that helps the industry at large as far as, you know, average sale, days on the market, all of that kind of stuff. So they prefer that all transactions, all listings go through the MLS. Um, but the pocket listing would be more of the, of the one that would be 
you know, on the MLS just for a very short time that, you know, they, they basically reach the agreement and, and then put it on the MLS and immediately ex accept the offer and it comes off. Um, and it would just be, you know, sometimes it's even a matter of hours that it's active and then in contingency status. Um, but again, I don't recommend doing it that way. Uh, I mean, either either don't ever put it on the MLS and, and do the exclusive listing process right, or put it on the MLS and do that entire process right. That makes sense. Are there any similarities between whisper listings and for sale by owners? I know you don't have a listing agent in that situation, but are there any similarities with the dangers in these two? Um, yes, there's some similarities and there are some differences. And that can be, that can be very, very problematic in say the situation where um, a, you know, a broker or an agent has got a buyer that's looking for a specific piece of property. And they somehow you know, hear about this person that wants to sell or the person comes in and maybe wants to enter into a listing agreement. And the broker says, look, let's not, you, know, you just be yourself, you know, we'll take it for a 3% I'll only represent the buyer, you know, you're going to pay less in commissions and you're just selling it on your own. Um, I definitely do not recommend doing that. Um, if somebody has clearly made the decision to sell it on their own um, and, and you're representing a buyer and, and somehow come across that person that is, is selling it on their own, that's different. But I would never encourage um, an agent to recommend that, that they essentially just represent one side of the transaction thinking, well, I'm going to avoid a dual agency. I'm going to give them a reduced commission. I'm going to do all this, but it leaves the seller out there with technically no representation. And even worse is to make it look like on paper that they're unrepresented, but behind the scenes, you're helping them and representing them. <laughs> right, right. Uh, just crazy, just crazy. Catherine Holbert, uh, thank you so much for your time as always. There's always a lot going on in the state of Nevada and you wouldn't think that there is, but th I mean, with the seminars and the webinars that you've uh, uh, done so far with us, there's just so much great information. We always appreciate your time. And of course you did a nice, uh, risk management piece on this for all the Crest members, and it's on the, the website there uh, for them to view. But uh, as always, just thank you so much for your time and, uh, and your education. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. And, and anything I could do to, to keep the agents out of trouble in this crazy market, I'm happy to do. Well, I'm sure we'll uh, reconvene in about a month with another new topic from something from, uh, from your state. So uh, I've already got one in mind. All right. <laughs> Great. Great. Laura, thanks so much. Uh, back to you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Catherine. Catherine, great content. You are so on top of it on keeping our, our agents well, well informed. It seems like weekly there's changes to the market. So it's great that we can get this content out for them. So I just want to thank everybody for watching. Um, this webinar will be on the Crest homepage under the Claim Prevent blog. And stay tuned because apparently we have a lot more content coming for Nevada.